watching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. We've mentioned it before, writing and speaking, the two mainstays of your coaching career and often the most difficult things to master. Today, we welcome coach, award-winning author, and publishing expert Donna Kozik to the program to explain why it's more important than ever to get that book inside of you out to the masses. Hey there. Absolutely. Masses. Yes, yeah, the masses. And, and I'll start off just by saying, uh, so I'm I'm taking the helm today. Frankie is off. She's tending to all sorts of good businessy things. So I'm you know, here it's, with. It's a part of that. Uh, it's a part of that uh, Canada thing, isn't it? There's, <laughs> there's just so many holidays they have over there. <laughs> Something like that, or either that, or, or being business owner. I'm well, not really I guess sure so. Which. I guess so. Yeah, very true. So Terry is in the hot seat. That's me, and I'm here with Donna. Donna, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's my it's my pleasure. Believe me, as I said before we got started, I'm I'm a little I have a little bit of a fan crush. So, <laughs> so I'm excited to have you here, um, Donna. I would love to start with, you know, Vince said you're award winning author and and absolute publishing and and I think you're you're kind of the writer whisperer. <laughs> I think if I can if I can say that uh, is how did you get started doing what you do and what was your early vision? Hmm. I, I have to say, I really, really love this question because I think a lot of coaches can uh, agree that sometimes we get started and maybe our vision is, doesn't turn out exactly the way we think it's going to turn out. And no. that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened to me. Uh, I got started around 2005, 2006, when I saw people like Allie Brown, Melody Bensonstrick, uh, James Roche online and becoming internet entrepreneurs and marketers. And I thought, I'd like to do that. And uh, what, could, what could I do? Well, I had written a book called 29 Days to a Smooth Move, a household moving manual. And uh, that book got into Woman's Day magazine, Women's World. Uh, teen people. I was on NPR's Marketplace. And I thought, well, I can show people how to write a book to use as a big business card. So that was my vision in getting started. But really what happened is that uh, I struggled for a few years. And I struggled getting people in my audience and building my tribe. I struggled in finding a product or a service to sell and it was uh, pretty dismal. In fact, it was around 2008, I uh, printed out the bankruptcy papers. I mm-hmm. said, you know what, it's, it's coming to the point where uh, I don't know how long I'll be able to hold out and actually do this. And at the same time, I was doing a little freelance work, some copywriting work, and uh, to help pay the bills and buy the cat food. I have three cats, and... Uh, one of my biggest worries when I, I went to the grocery store was trying to figure out how many cans of cat food could I afford to buy mm-hmm. to get me through for the next few days to feed my cats while I waited for the next check to come in from one of my clients. And it, it, was, a, it was a pretty dismal time, like I said. So um, what I, I think happened, Terry, is I was just ripe for, uh, to take action on something. And as coaches know, taking action is so important when you get inspired to actually uh, put the, put the effort forth. And I had started a group on Facebook kind of on a whim 
on the suggestion of my coach, and I called it the Write a Book in a Weekend Club. And uh, the, the idea was to have a cool and groovy study hall. We could all hang out together, and I could give a few pointers on getting books done. But what happened is that uh, one of the members took me literally, and she messaged me on Facebook and said, Donna, I'm ready to write my book this weekend. What do I do? And I thought, hmm, <laughs> what would I have her do to actually get a book done in a weekend? Which is and a big deal. What's that? So, which is a big deal. A book in a weekend is a big deal. Yeah, and there are some ways that you that you could you can get it done fast. Obviously, you're not writing War and Peace in a weekend. Uh, so, I put some parameters around it, and and I developed my program of how to write a book in a weekend. And uh, just to swing back to the entrepreneurial side of things, I did my first one in September of 2007, and. I was able to put those bankruptcy papers away because I made over $7,000 doing that one weekend. Mm -hmm. And then in January of 2008, I had my first $10,000 month, mm -hmm. which as entrepreneurs know is a good uh, milestone to um, th that you're on your way to six figures. And it was actually in June of that year that I crossed six figures in my business. So it was really nice to be able to turn around in nine months, take that inspired action, work my butt off. Uh, but find my thing that made um, made my my entrepreneurial my coaching spirit soar, and I have to tell you I've had a lot of moments of success of you know I've arrived since, but my absolute favorite is when I went back to that grocery store and I was looking at those cans of cat food on the on the shelf and I realized that I could take my arm and just sweep it across the <laughs> shelf and dump all of those cans right into my cart and I had plenty of money to pay for them. And uh, I, I, I think as long as I live, that still will, will be a moment for me that I'll never forget. Yeah, I can I can so relate to that. There have been a few of those moments. I don't I don't know that I've had uh, exactly the same journey, but I've definitely had those dark moments, and then I've had those moments of you know what, I can just I can just buy this right now, <laughs> and and that and over little things like little things that just bring that sense of perspective and proportion I think to to our happiness and our success. That's a great story. Uh, so tell me a little bit about. Uh, really what is it about writing that seems to be your sweet spot? Because there are so, and I'm sure you know this, there are so many people out there that are so writing resistant. Like it seems to be really in some people's wheelhouse and way out of others. So what is it about it that lights you up? I have to tell you that for me, it happened a long time ago. I actually wrote my very, very first book when I was seven and it was called The Autobiography of Donna Kozik by Donna Kozik. And I did it on uh, that note, uh, notebook paper, you know, that when you tear it out, it has all those little fuzzy edges yes. to it. So I folded it in half and then cut those off. And I drew um, stuff in it or whatever. And I remember taking a swing line, like a stapler, and just going to town and making a binding uh, for this book. And I overheard my mom talking to my grandmother and she's like, yeah, and she wrote this book and has a picture of the tree in the front yard and her sister and the dogs. And it even has this binding. And for me, it was like right then it was cemented in my heart. It's like, I'm going to be a writer and this is what I'm going to do. Um, 
to this day, I'm not sure if mom meant me to overhear that or not, but I did. And so my journey just um, led me that way as a newspaper editor. I was a speech writer for a corporation, a magazine writer, just done a number of things. And uh, Terry, I would love to hear a little bit more, you know, about some of these people who, the people who resist writing, and, and maybe we can give them some uh, some tips and some pointers, and hopefully they can find a little joy in it. Absolutely. You know what? I and I would love to share. So this is a story, um, and, and anyone who's listening after the show, and and if you think this is you, I promise I'm not using names. <laughs> And that is, is I've worked with a lot of coaches. I kind of emerged as a coach's coach uh, when I, you know, when I started in uh, coaching. Uh, not at all, like you said, not at all what I came into the, into the industry to do, but it just sort of uh, evolved. And one of the things that I was really captured by was a recent assignment where I, I had a group of coaches and I said, all right, everybody, I, want, I need I need a bio. I need like a 250 word bio from everybody to, you know, just let people know who you are. I'm going to post it on our website with your picture. And half of the group, you would have thought I had asked for a kidney. And they absolutely were frozen, just frozen, could not, could not get 250 words organized around who am I? And the and the, the the responses about why they were stuck were really quite varied. It was from, oh, it's it's so shameful to promote myself, and it sounds sleazy and schmaltzy, and like I'm this great expert. And so there was like that camp, and then there was the camp of I just don't even know what to say. It's going to take me hours to come up with what it is I need to say and it's it's gonna sound stupid and and I was just really struck by this I I was not actually anticipating that being a hot button and when it was one of the things I kind of reflected on and I have noticed since then is resistance to blog posts, resistance to content outline. The, the writing thing really does seem to be a hot button. I mean, have you ever experienced that with anyone? I, yes. Now I understand a little bit more. And it, it can be a number of things coming into play, but I, I hear you. And uh, people do have this resistance to writing, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's about being able to, I think recognize the value of addressing that like taking like if in other words if this really resonates with anybody who's out there who's thinking oh yeah that's me I'm in that camp I really am resistant to writing because I've got all this head chatter is to take a second and realize how important it is when where the possibilities lie for someone who does cross that threshold so Donna I would love it if you talk just a little bit about like, why is now the perfect time to get into book writing? Like, why is this such a hot topic uh, mm -hmm. that there's that much value in it? Well, for books in particular uh, and writing in general, in fact, I, before I get into books, I want to comment on what you were saying about the, the writing and uh, the resistance. And I think that sometimes people get very caught up in the mode uh, or the medium of like, oh, writing, writing, writing. Mm -hmm. If instead you focus on the message, I am getting my message out there. I think there could be a shift in your thinking where you might not dread the writing, but instead look forward to sharing your message. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe that's one that's one little starter tip uh, to help, to help people out. The um, hey, I'll tell you what. It seems to me that these days, if you're a business owner, you have to have a book. Uh, it's just become a uh, almost an expected thing, especially if you want to do some speaking or uh, speak from the stage or sell products in the back of the room or anything like that. To establish your expertise, it's good to have that universal symbol of authority in having your own book. And the good news is that it's so much easier these days. It used to be only academics and really rich people could uh, write and publish books. But now, thanks to print-on-demand and the availability of all of us to be on Amazon, uh, it's, it's open to all of us. So it's opened up so many doors. And if you just probably scroll through your Facebook page, you see somebody every day announcing that their new book is published. And I think that uh, we, all, we all should be authors and uh, get on this because it is a great way, especially as a coach, to be more visible. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, for a lot of coaches, one of the things that they struggle with early on in their practices, and not every one of them, but a good enough portion that I've certainly seen it enough, uh, and that is the, the feeling like, do I know enough? Am I, what, you know, the fraud factor? Am I, have I trained enough? Have I, what, am I enough, right, kind of period. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's about the, the certification or the alphabet soup kind of labels at the end of the, of the name that they're thinking, oh, but only those people are credible with the big fancy titles. And the big business card idea and credibility and establishing yourself as an expert. I'd love, can you expand on that a little bit? Cause I think that that is so crucial for, for coaching entrepreneurs to really get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to, um, I'm just gonna be flat out honest with, with you. Nobody's going to come up to you and say, please let me work with you. Right. If they, if, yeah. if they don't know anything about you. And even if you have a string of letters after your name, it's not going to happen until you start the conversation. And I think a book is a really good way of doing that, yes. of starting the conversation, saying, listen, this is a little bit about what I know, and this is some of the best of what I know, and I have more of this good stuff, and go to my website or call me for a free session or whatever it is, and uh, we can start talking. People respect authors, mm-hmm. and they look to them for leadership and for guidance. So I think having that as a big business card is just a, you know, it's just an easy decision to, to have that book as a kick butt marketing tool for yourself. And then as far as not feeling expert enough, a lot of people do feel this way. And uh, I actually had the opportunity to talk to Jack Canfield a few years ago. He was here in San Diego and I said to him, uh, you know, a lot of people struggle with this idea that I'm not expert enough to write a book. What would you tell them? And he paused and thought about it for a moment, and then he said, let's see. Meaning that let's see what you got. Let's get started because nobody really can make that decision on whether or not you have enough to say until we, we see what it is that you have to get started on what you have to say. And coupled with that, I think that a lot, a lot of magic occurs uh, when you're writing a book, and I know I've seen it happen during my weekends where all of a sudden messages just become much clearer, much easier to express because you get into the process of, of writing 
and of tapping into that part of yourself. So there's real magic in the process, and and uh, I encourage people to let's see and let's get started. Absolutely, I think that that's such a fine point. The the idea of I you know I can't I, I'm not going to be Pollyanna and stand here and go come on you've got it in you. It's like you know what. I don't know, but let's find out, right? It's too big mm-hmm. a question not to find out. So so talk to me about your success stories. And, you know, you run these great weekends. This, uh, this entire uh, platform that you've built your business on is really so supportive to coaches in general, but also to, to all kinds of people, of course. But talk about that a little bit. What are some of the really great successes that you've seen people accomplish by taking the steps necessary to get their, their book, their big business card? Mm-hmm. Well, so what I've seen is, uh, you know, really when it, when it comes down to it, as coaches too, we know that we do have to be a bit of cheerleaders for our clients. And I do look at myself as saying, hey, come on, you know, you can do it. But before any of that can happen and before any word can be written, the person has to make the decision Mm. that they want to be an author. And no more of this, oh, I've been thinking about writing a book for years. I don't have the time. I don't know what to write about. Oh, I don't know if it's for me, anything like that. Something, there just can be a turning point where someone makes the decision. And once you make a decision to do something, you do it. That's, that's the step of making a decision. That's the part of it. So uh, that's then where I think as a coach, I can step in and say, yes, you can do it. And let's get started. And here's number one, you're going to make a vision statement. Number two, you're going to make a power outline. You know, let's, let's, I'll give you the tools. Let's get it done. I've loved the, I love all of my authors who are on my, what I call my shelf of fame uh, here in my office, and I have hundreds of them now who've gotten their books done, and each one is its own success story because I think each person made that decision but then wrote their own book. I can give them direction, templates, even different book structures to follow, but everybody brings their own personality, their own story, their own message to it, and that's what I love about what I do is that it taps into this in each individual so they write their own book and they can hold it proudly in their hands and sign copies and give it to their spouses and, uh, and prospects and clients and all of that. And, uh, you know, I really look at them all as a success because they made that decision. That's so awesome. You know, and something you said about that really struck me, and that is uh, I think that there are a lot of people out there that are operating under the belief that, uh, you know, that books are produced uh, the way Hemingway, right? You know, you got to first you got to go to Cuba, you have to get a shack and and you have to like spend inordinate amounts of time. And the reality is, is not only that has technology just in general, global technology made that much easier. But, uh, you know, like in, in the case of working with someone like you, Donna, there's there you provide formats, templates, structures, guidance that actually make this a pretty succinct process. And besides, if you do the Hemingway thing, the the alcohol slows you down, <laughs> and it makes you grumpy. He was a grumpy exactly. guy. You don't want to be that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know so much about Hemingway, but um, but there is some some people just kind of fall in love with this concept of like the tortured writer. Mm-hmm. I have to be, you know, sweating bullets over my keyboard or over legal pads and writing and. And I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It, it can really be much easier. And, and Terry, you really hit it on the nose. I mean, if you have structure, accountability, templates, kind of be told step by step what to do, chunk down the process. And this can work for, um, for anybody. And also, just so you know, even our most prolific writers sometimes didn't have or many times didn't have that inspiration uh, there's a story that F. Scott Fitzgerald, every day he sat down in his writing chair and then took his bathrobe tie and tied himself to the chair <laughs> to force himself to do the writing. And, uh, you know, you can go to those extremes but or not, but just know that um, it's all really, it does come down to, you know, butt and chair and like, let's have a process and let's do this. And it doesn't have to be as hard as you think it does. Let's so, make it easy. Yeah, exactly. So tell me what is, you know, I mean, you talk about booking a weekend. And so if if I'm sitting here and I'm asking this literally because I am as of yet an unpublished, you know, book within me kind of gal at this point. And so I, I feel I feel myself edging even closer to that commitment, Donna. Are, are, you're influencing oh, me. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving so, it. So here I'm sitting. I've got these ideas, this thing, these things that I want to bring. And where do a where do I start and b um what's really what's what's a realistic turnaround time like what does that really really fit is it a weekend mm-hmm. yeah I'll answer that last question first and and yeah I I have people who get a book done in the weekend wow. uh, in fact I've had people who uh, see my thing with writing a book in the weekend too when I started it was not to just so you're at the end of the weekend with a word document right. you know manuscript I want you to actually have a book in your hands. And so I give information about uploading it to an on-demand service and getting a copy in your hands for about five bucks. Wow. And uh, so it's actually perfect bound. And I encourage my authors to do this. In fact, I've set up a kind of a challenge uh, to have them do this just to show them that it's possible. And this is part of just writing a book. And this is what I suggest for you, Terry, is to kind of get up uh, the – get the understanding that you can just write a book to start and then uh, let's get it out there, let you learn the process. And then later you can write a deeper book or a second in a series or something longer, whatever you want to do. But let's like learn how it's done so you can see how it's done. And then your mind knows it and isn't as intimidated by it anymore. You know, like everything then, else we do as coaches, I was going to say like everything else we do as coaches, there's a huge practice component to it. Yeah, exactly. And um, then the first component that you were saying, the the A and B, and with you about, you know, you're edging closer to making that decision. Uh, I have so many different kind of book structures that I can talk to people about that that would work for them to get a book done in a weekend. But one of my favorites that I'd like to share is what I call a quote book with meat. Mm-hmm. which is not a really great name. <laughs> I keep saying I've got to come up with a better name for this. But in any case, it's a quote book that you start a page off with a quote, and then you write a little bit about what that quote means to you, and then you give an action step, an affirmation, or a blessing. And you put 60 of these together or 70 or 100 of these together, and you have a really great book that inspires people. 
And I think more than anything else these days, people are looking to be inspired. Your readers, your prospects, your potential clients are looking to be inspired. And the reason I like the quote book with me is that it's, it's an easy format to do. Uh, you can get it done in a weekend. And then also, if say you're a life coach now specializing in weight loss or something like that, uh, but then you decide your practice is going to turn more into muscle building. You can use this book. It's evergreen. And you can continue to use this book along the way, even if your business changes a little bit, because it shares your philosophies and who you are, have a little bit of your story in there, and uh, you're good to go. That's awesome. You know, and it's really interesting that you bring up the, the quotes, because this is what I've known also about, about coaches. I think there's a secret pact, right? Everybody who becomes a coach, there's some sort of a a secret contract we all sign. And it says, A, we're all lifelong learners. I've never met a coach that didn't classify themselves as a lifelong learner. And B, there's a real passion for the power of words, which is why I think it's so uh, profound that you're saying, gosh, you know what, if you don't, if you aren't completely positive, you have the whole you know, war and peace epic novel planned out in your head that a quote book is something that so many coaches in particular can really grab hold of because it, it plays into that learning piece and it plays into that power of language. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on a certain level too, we're all teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can look at ourselves of sharing this message and teaching people and as I tell my authors to be, there are people out there waiting to hear your message. They're waiting to hear it. Even if they've heard it before from somebody else, there's a certain moment in time where you're going to connect with them and they'll hear it with new ears and a new mind and a new heart. And let's not leave those people down. Let's actually get that message together and get it out there. Absolutely. Now, as far as the quality of writing, so this is this is another thing that I know that has um, changed dramatically. I mean, just from when I was a kid. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll date myself. I'm 49, and you know, when I was a kid, we were still learning handwriting and proper English in school. And, uh, you know, then the generation before mine, they were really pressured to become very competent writers. And I think that educationally, we've started to see um, a lot of sliding off of that, uh, at least here in, in North America. So, so people who are maybe struggling with the quality or the confidence behind the quality of their writing, is there something that you can encourage them or point them towards to, to get them started to say, you know, just mm-hmm. engaging even in this activity helps raise the quality of your writing and that might make the book even easier. Is there something you mm. know about that? Well, I would say, and I'm right with you in the same generation. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers what diagramming sentences is yes, all about. Ma'am. But Mrs. Gates <laughs> in fifth grade, that so is fun. totally what we did. So we understood the different parts of a sentence. And I know she's probably rolling her eyes if she's still around at like texting, you know, are you there? Yeah, no, don't do that, people. (laughs) (laughs) Like what has happened to the English language? You know, um, Terry, I actually would probably reframe what you said. And I think there is a middle ground here between the, uh, I mean, God bless our English teachers, but frankly, they did a lot of damage to our psyches uh, when it it comes to writing. 
And if we can leave that behind but not go all loosey-goosey like in texting terms, I think there's a middle ground, a conversational tone. Yes. And that's what I encourage my authors to, to aim for. As if they're writing to one person and a reader avatar, I, I call them, and uh, almost like you're having a conversation at Starbucks and just talking about your subject, that's the tone that I would go for. And I think that most of us can achieve that just with all the things that we've done in email these days and, uh, you know, or blog posts or anything of that nature. Uh, don't get too intimidated about the, the tone in your book because actually the more conversational it is, the better. And I learned this act from um, uh, hearing a story about Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the richest man's uh, richest men on the planet, and when he writes the, he actually pens himself the annual letter to shareholders in Berkshire Hathaway's annual report, and he says that when he sits down to write it, he pretends he's writing the letter to his sister to tell her what happened this past year with the company, and. I think that that's, hey, if it's good enough for Warren Buffett to do something like that, then it's good enough for me to write to one person, uh, someone who's understanding, and so I can strike a conversational tone in my writing. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that you're absolutely right, that there is this, um, there's this space in between paralyzing ourselves because we, are, we can't possibly get the commas in the right place uh, to... Uh, to being like, oh, you know, they'll understand. Like, they, like there's this kind of space where we can grow into that that soft but competent, capable middle ground, because that's what's that's what's relatable. Yeah, exactly. And then also, I mean, I I tell my authors, I won't let you publish junk. I mean, show it to me, and I'll I'll give you I'll let I'll let give you an honest opinion of whether or not it's ready to go. And what I have found is that most authors, they're better prepared than they think they are. And those whose writing is uh, needs a little work, they know that too. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, can you hook me up with some editing services? I know I need some help on this. So give yourself some credit. But none of that can be done without getting started. Absolutely. So my final question is this, and then, then we'll wrap up with any final thoughts you want to share and, and uh, of course, how folks can get a hold of you. But So I have worked with a couple of people who have kind of what I call bootstrapped their first book, where they, it, they've really taken um, the, the very, uh, like the, the process, like you said, like get it published, get a copy in your hand for like $5 and, and start there. And then I've, I've worked with other people who have invested $10,000, $15,000 in, uh, you know, time top writers and copywriters and proofers and all that kind of thing. And, and I think that that's the other thing I really want to, to address. And that is, is that no matter what, I mean, tell me if this is accurate from what you've experienced, no matter what people have accessibility wise, as far as whether they're, you know, they have $10,000 set aside for this or whether they have 190 or 200 or 50, it it can be done, right? Is that, is that accurate these days? (laughs) Yes, it can be. It can be done. And, uh, also, really, um, whether it's $500 or 15000 a lot of the process is the same, just butt in chair and getting started. Yeah. And, um, and that's, what again, what I love about what I do. It's so accessible to everybody these days. And I want everybody to have a piece of that magic of being an author, of holding your own book in your hands, and knowing that it's something nobody can take away from you and it'll be yours forever. 
and and beyond. It really is a legacy piece. Yeah. I have to say, I've mm-hmm. coached I've coached more than a few just people in general about um, getting their message into a book because it really plays into uh, their legacy. Absolutely, yeah. It's something that'll be here long after we're gone, and for many uh, for many of us, that is there's real comfort in that that a part of us will re- remain behind. Our message will remain behind. Absolutely. Well, Donna, any final thoughts uh, coming from you that you want to share with our listening audience, and then we'll we'll let them know how to get a hold of you. You know, uh, I, you've probably hinted that I'm very passionate. Gotten the hint. That I'm very passionate about uh, being an author. And I really do want, if you have an inkling of uh, this for yourself, I really do want you to pursue it and hold it for yourself because there is no other feeling in the world of uh, having your own book in your hands, being able to see it, touch it, taste it, smell it, whatever it is that you want to do uh, with that, with that book. Uh, that's what I want for you. So if you do have that inkling, I encourage you to make the decision. And then I look forward to seeing you in the bookstore. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. So speaking of, of seeing us, so how would we get in touch with you and learn more about the great work that you do and how you can support budding authors? I have some ways that you can get started, even some more uh, specific ways, and they're all listed in my free book planner, and you can get that at freebookplanner.com. And if you have any questions for me, uh, maybe something specific that you want to know, just drop my drop me an email uh, via my support team, and that's support at mybigbusinesscard.com. Absolutely. And believe me, I, I'm quite confident that uh, as this show gets posted and, and goes out into speaking about things lasting long past us, as it gets posted and reposted and, and visited, uh, you're going to see lots of budding authors. And with that, I want to thank you so much. And we're going to hand things back to Vince to close us out for today. And thank you for joining us today. Join us next week for more exciting coaching conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. Join us next week, same time and place, as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone.